just me. A place to be me, where you get to experience life. Life is a journey, not a guided tour. If you want the rainbow, you have to go through the rain. All right, welcome back. We are here to give you all the good things that you need about the Just Me Therapy podcast. And so what we're doing is we're interviewing each one of the three mental health professionals that is a part of this podcast that helps make this podcast so wonderful. And just kind of give them a little insight about who they are and the type of therapy that they do. So that this way, you know who these ladies are. And so I'm going to bring on today, Sharina Smith. So Sharina, how are you, darling? I'm good. Thank you so much. Yes. Okay. So you look beautiful. <laughs> I'm wondering you would all try to move. All right. So when we talk about therapy, right? And, um, you know, just thinking about you've been a therapist for a while, you've been doing mental health for a while, but what got you into this profession in the first place? Um, I've always known that my calling was to help people. I come and I also come from a background where we were conditioned to serve. So that's Mm -hmm. how I got into the field. And also, I have a lot of um, previous experiences as it relates to life, where it has taught me and brought me to this space now as it relates to being a mental health therapist. Mm-hmm. Now, um, when you talk about just some of that experience and, you know, just looking at that, um, is there a specific area that you focus on and what made you focus on that area for therapy? So the specific area I focus on is maternal health, and that is working with women that have different types of concerns as it relates to women concerns in general. Um, And also I have a background as it relates to a doula. So basically Mm -hmm. as a doula, what I do is I coach women in delivering babies. So I have a lot of experience as it relates to um, helping women get through day-to-day um, experiences as it relates to difficulty and also type the like stressors that they may experience. Okay. Now, would that be things like even people who are having issues getting pregnant um, or like any type of disease kind of things? Like maybe, um, I can't think of the word that I'm looking for, but like autoimmune diseases, because I would imagine that that's something where a lot of women wouldn't want to come to therapy, you know, when they have that. Would that be kind of like some of the ideas and the concepts that you cover? Yeah, so basically um, different types of health concerns um, can can cause women um, to not become pregnant. Um, also genetic concerns, um, environmental concerns as it relates to different types of stressors that they may encounter. And also their thoughts, their thought pattern can affect them as it relates to getting pregnant. So there's a lot of um, concerns that may cause concerns as it relates to women not being able to to have carry babies um, throughout the whole course. And also, afterwards, it could be very difficult for women. Mm-hmm. And I have mm-hmm. my own personal experience also because I lost five kids. Oh, wow. You um, miscarriage and early delivery. Mm-hmm. I was blessed with the two that I have now. So I know that there are a variety of concerns that can cause women to have difficulty as it relates to. Um, not being able to have kids. But yeah. on the flip side, um, you know, this is my spiritual belief. So this is just me as it relates to our therapy. 
mm-hmm. therapy um, platform regarding um, Just Me podcast, I utilize my faith a lot as it relates to moving through difficulty and also meeting women where they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that that's an important thing because a lot of times in therapy, people think that they're supposed to just pop in and poof, one, two sessions and they're done and now they're healed and everything is good. And it's not reality. So when a person is saying, look, I'm thinking about coming to therapy and you mentioned faith in there. One of the things that I know that um, that you are uh, passionate about is a serenity prayer. So can you give us a little background on that? And then how do you utilize faith in your practice of being able to help people with their mental health? Okay. So first of all, um, when it comes to my faith, as a therapist, you're not supposed to project your type of religious beliefs on your mm-hmm. client. Mm-hmm. That is unethical for us to do. Mm-hmm. So what I, um, the way I do things is make sure that I'm grounded as it relates to the information that I provide to my consumers without, as I said before, projecting my religious belief on people. So mm-hmm. when I think of the serenity, serenity prayer, uh, that just finds my mindset as a therapist and also as a woman. That prayer, um, it was uh, created by Winford Crane Wiggle. And it was, there was an early ver- version that was written in 1933 and an updated version that was um, attributed to Hall Nerbert in 1943. Mm-hmm. And that prayer defines like really letting go of situations. Mm-hmm. Because what I find is when it comes to me and a lot of women that I serve, you know, we hold on to a lot of things that are beyond control. Yeah. Yes. You know, definitely. Yeah. And when we do that, we're pretty much setting ourselves up. Mm-hmm. So and, with the prayer, I was okay. going to uh, with the prayer, you know, when you're looking at it, it says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change. Right. And yes. so what does that mean to you? Um, relinquishing control. You know, really not allowing myself to be in control of all situations. And what happens is whenever you do that, when you relinquish control, you find yourself not to be hurt. Because what happens is, is that when you attempt to be in control, you're hurting yourself because what you're doing is you're projecting your beliefs on other people. Um, And so what I learn is I am me. And you are you. And what you want may not be what I want. So I have to support you as it relates to where you are. And you know what? I have to accept that. So that is what I mean as it relates to, you know, accepting things that I, you know, I can't change. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then the next part is, and this is, I think, my favorite part, the courage to change the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference. So what does that part mean to you? So basically, when it comes to that, um, I don't depend on my own strength as it relates to um, having courage. Um, Because if I depend on my own strength, that means that I'm depending on me. And when I do that, that means I'm depending on my flesh as it relates to really doing things. And you can't do that because when it comes to your emotions and your strength, it changes all the time. So I have to depend on a higher power 
as it relates to giving me the wisdom to know that his courage is with me and I can change things with his assistance. Mm-hmm. He gives me the wisdom. And then the next part is living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time. Now, for me, I would say, if, if I were to try to relate this, everybody is so into their phones now, right? And so when you look at that, um, it probably is a, a major factor in why people are even coming to therapy now and comparing themselves to other people and looking at what other people are doing. And, you know, maybe they're not enjoying those moments at a time. But how do you interpret that? Uh, so living one day at a time, it's like really remaining in the present. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we remain in the present, that really helps us out a lot because it, what, what it does is it, it boosts our memory. Mm-hmm. It increases our focus. It also reduces stress. Mm-hmm. It helps navigate our emotions. It also helps us as it relates to controlling our thoughts. But lastly, showing yourself kindness by not allowing yourself to be on, on overload. So you need to really think about, and this is what I do all the time, is live one day at a time and enjoy one moment at a time because that's all I can control. I would imagine that sometimes even even if people are really trying to do that, that that can be something that can be difficult. So being able to help them cope with that and um, allow them to understand that, you know, you can just focus on today as opposed to worrying about the next day. Because to me, a lot of the reason to go to therapy is to try to get your mind focused, right? Like to stay in a path where you can achieve something and, you know, you want to have an ending result and you want to feel better, right? And I always say, you know, the therapy is not going to solve every problem, but it can definitely help you to feel better. And sometimes I think people just have to listen to, you know, the advice that you're giving in order for them to understand why they even feel bad in the first place. And, you know, just living in that moment makes sense. And then the next part of it is accepting hardships as the pathway to peace. Like to me, when we're talking about that, it seems like, you know, bad things are going to happen. Like no matter how much therapy you get, no matter how great things are going, there can always be something bad that will happen. But, um, you know, how do you interpret that? So, yeah, you're right. So we have to recognize that life brings bad things. And as we discussed earlier, a lot of bad things that happen, they're not in our control. So what I tell people is, is, is that you have to move through the process. Because when you move through the process, there's another side. Because trouble does not last all, always. And also feeling bad does not last always. So I tell people, and I try to tell myself is, welcome the hardship. Welcome, welcome them into your life. Because the more you move towards them, the less anxiety that you have. And it does get better in time. And that's therapy has assisted a lot of people with, you know, with helping them move through the process and us being therapists, helping them move through the process with grace. Yeah. Now, even though I know you said, you know, you, you can't push your religion on anybody. And I understand that. And, you know, one of the things I can say that I've always hated is before I found what, you know, what I do for my religious beliefs. 
um, you know, I hated when people would always try to make you do something like make you go to church, make you, you know, listen to them because all of a sudden they found God or, you know, whatever. And it was always like a person wanted to preach to you. Um, and I understand that people kind of want you to be on one accord with them, but I think that you just have to kind of find things on your own. So, you know, when I said in the beginning, your faith, regardless of religion, your faith still kind of guides you into how you deal with people. Right. And so that has nothing to do with religion. It's, this is, this is what I believe. And, and that's, you know, one of the things that can help you to be a better therapist because you do have some type of grounding in a way that you do things. Um, and so when we look at that and we look at this serenity prayer and we say, okay, this is basically to me, like your guiding principles, right. For how you want to help other people. And so you have that mindset in there. Do you have like clients who are like on one side of the spectrum and because they're so far into religion, you know, maybe they don't see the logic in things sometimes, or maybe they grew up a certain way. So they only focus on it the way that they've been taught as opposed to looking at other people's perspectives. Yes. So basically, um, a lot of people hide behind religion Mm -hmm. because of the way they were taught. Um, And that is, you know, that their higher power um, will fix everything for them. Um, don't worry about it. Just leave it up to that higher power. And so what I try to encourage people is that it takes work on your behalf. So whenever I encourage them to understand that it takes work on their behalf, then I'm assisting them with moving out of denial because a lot of people are in denial as it relates to, you know, really linking to religion and not really addressing the problem. So once I'm able to do that, I'm able to bring them in the present. But yes, we see that all the time as it relates to people just coping and doing things based upon how they were taught when they were a, a child. But what is the car- what the concern is, is that that's not you now. Mm-hmm. Well, so, that's not you. Like you have me sitting here like so many questions I want to ask from that because do people, people know they change, but is it that they need to come to therapy to realize that they've changed? Like they know that they're not who they were 10 years ago, five years ago, 20 years ago. But it's like sometimes I think it might take you asking those questions in order to get people to understand that they really have changed. And maybe that their belief system can still be a core of who they are, but maybe they actually believe some new stuff now, or maybe there's an opportunity to let some new things come into their lives. So that is a benefit as it relates to um, attending therapy, because you're right. People know when they're not who they used to be. Mm -hmm. It's just that, you know, the world that we live in, people are hungry for acceptance. So when they're hungry for acceptance, they try to fit into what the world say they are and what they should be. So in therapy, what we do is we help people to accept who they are. And once we uh, encourage them to accept who they are and they feel that warmth and they feel that support, then they're able to move forward. So a lot of times people feel as if that they're alone 
and they don't have the support to help them move along and know who they are in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a powerful thing, though. I, you know, when I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about it, because, you know, there are so many changes. And, you know, one of the questions that I've asked your counterparts as well have been, you know, have you noticed any trends that have been happening, like in the difference in your clients, maybe the things that they're coming to you for? or um, just the way that they're feeling or topics or something that have changed from pre-COVID to now? What have been some of those changes or trends that you're seeing? Um, The trends that I'm seeing is, number one, people are tired. People are mostly drained. Um, They're tired. They're very angry. And... A lot of the emotional concerns that they have um, comes from years and years of um, bottled up pain. Mm-hmm. You know, when we when we were in COVID, we were isolated, and all we had was our thoughts. So now we're coming out of COVID, and people are wanting us to get back to whatever we were doing before, and people cannot do that because. A lot of emotions have surfaced and a lot of trauma from the past has surfaced and they can't move forward until they deal with those concerns. Mm. Um, another thing that we're seeing now is that um, people are learning their identity mm-hmm. as earlier, really figuring out who they really are now. So we have people all ages that are coming in therapy and saying, you know what? Number one, I don't know who I am. And I want to know who I am. Or number two is that I know who I am, but will the people around me accept who I really am? Uh, mm-hmm. You know what? That's that's an amazing thing, because what I can say is and I'm just talking about pre-COVID, you know, there were some changes that I specifically made. And what I've learned is you can tell people I'm not going to do that anymore or there is a boundary or um okay, I know that that's what I used to do, but we're new. You can tell people that. And it's like they don't believe you until either you, you know, you show them in your behavior or sometimes you have to verbally lash out because they don't believe that you're, you're, you know, this new person. And I don't think that it comes overnight. Um, And I definitely say, you know, going to some therapy during the time of COVID has definitely helped me to see, you know, just the person and the things that I want to do and how I want to do things differently. And in, in just discovering that, I would say that understanding that there are things that I'm just not going to do anymore, right? Like there is a limit, there is a time frame, there's an expiration, there's also a just we're not even going there. And I think that, you know, with being in therapy, people can then have a better sense of mental health because maybe you do help them to set those boundaries that they weren't, you know, willing to accept before or didn't think that they could put into place. So what would be some advice for people who are like, listen, I do need to set some boundaries, you know, like I'm not who that, who I used to be. You know, I could see what she used to like or he used to look like, but they're a little bit different now. What would be some advice you could say to them to help with those boundaries? Okay, so basically... Make sure that, number one, you know what your boundaries are. You Number two, you understand your boundaries. Number three, make sure that your boundaries are clear. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure your boundaries are clear. And 
that can be done as it relates to communicating your boundaries to whoever they need to be communicated to and allow them space to ask questions. Mm. You can can allow those space to ask questions, but at the end of the day, you have to just make sure you stick with those boundaries and be very consistent. Mm. But what happens is people watch us all the time. Mm -hmm. So, there are times where people communicate boundaries, but they're bound, but whatever they communicated, they're not consistent with it. Okay. So that's why it makes it very difficult for people to um, understand your boundaries. And it goes back to the serenity prayer. Prayer. People want to be in control. Mm-hmm. They want to be in control of you. They want you to do what they do, or they want you to do what they think is right for you. Mm -hmm. And it does not work that way because as I said earlier, I am me and you are you. So you can't make me do something that I don't want to do. Mm -hmm. Now that's good advice. I like it is. And it's such a simple phrase. It's such a simple statement. But when a person actually would sit and take the time to reflect on that, we're not the same person. And so, you know, even in a marriage, uh, uh, you know, anything, a friendship, uh, you know, a sibling, whatever, those relationships, we're st- even if we were twins, we're yes. still different people. And so you have to kind of understand that this is what I need now. And I think that when you're talking about communicating those needs, that's a huge thing, you know, like, so what would you say thus far has been like your favorite moment or your favorite episode, you know, since you started doing the podcast? What kind of is a, is this is a Sharina moment where you felt like this is what I love to do or this is why we started the podcast? Um, what I really, what my favorite moment of the podcast thus far is when we discuss expectations. Mm. Okay. And that is something I used to struggle with because I would project my expectations on other people. And when I projected my expectations on other people, I was just hurt all the time. And so now I am becoming more realistic as it relates to expectations. So what I do is, based upon Just Me podcast, I look at all my relationships. Mm-hmm. I am very intentional as it relates to looking at all my relationships. And when I look at my relationships, I look at people as who they are. Mm-hmm. So if one of my friends, they are Naza Fair, they don't, they do not have a lot of goals for themselves. They just like to just live. They like, they just like to live in the moment. Mm-hmm. Then expectation for them as it mm-hmm. relates to me and them being friends. Mm-hmm. So really being realistic as it relates to expectations. And in some, um, in some cases, you cannot expect a whole lot from certain people because that is just not them. Uh-huh. So what I'm doing now, I am protecting my thoughts and feelings and make sure that my expectations in general for people are not high. And another thing is people are human. Mm-hmm. They make mistakes. Um, 
you know, things change. So I do not put a lot of faith in people as it relates to them making me happy. Yes. Because their job. Yeah. So I get expectations and make sure that I am very careful as it relates to how I project expectations on other people to help fulfill me as a person. Mm, mm, mm -mm. That's a word right there. Like, I really wish more people understood that. So if you had, you know, like one thing to say to people as to, you know, why they should listen to the podcast, but also why they should get some mental health help, what would be your reason um, or what would you say to them to say, listen, come on over here and get this help. Come on over here and listen to the podcast. What would be the reason that people should definitely do that? I think people should come listen to the podcast because it allows them grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It allows and, you. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, it allows you grace to do things different. It allows you grace to forgive. And it allows you great. It allows you grace as it relates to really moving forward and accepting who you are. Yeah, I've learned a lot just listening to some of those things. And I would say, you know, with you talking about the expectation, I have definitely been one of those people um, who's just like, well, this is what I thought it was going to be. And, you know, I get flustered when I stuff does not work out the way that I want it to. But I'm working on, you know, just personally saying, okay, well, what's a backup plan? Well, what else can I do? And so I always try to have a backup plan just in case something is going to mess up. Um, Because, you know, you, you plan for, you know, things to be excellent. And then everything doesn't always work out that way. And so, you know, having the ability to, you know, even give yourself, like you said, that grace, um, I think it allows for room for improvement. And so, yeah, I definitely love that idea. All right. Well, I just want to thank you so much for, you know, just participating, just allowing people to get insight into who you are and, you know, some of the things that that you deal with, have dealt with. And, um, you know, I think it really gives us a lot more understanding of, you know, the type of people that you have as clients and then your philosophy on how you deal with people. And I really love the idea of being able to use that serenity prayer as a help to people. And, you know, the thing that I think is interesting and you can kind of chime in about this is that even though it's called the serenity prayer, if it didn't have that word prayer in there, right, the lessons would still be valuable in what is inside of it. So, you know, when you kind of look at that and you can share that with other people, then I think the religious connotation can get taken out of it because you understand that control, like you said, is really the biggest issue, right? And us being able to look at what we're doing to to make a situation better or not. Um, so just as like a final wrap up on the serenity prayer, if a person is saying, look, and the religious part, I'm not interested in that. But what do you want them to get from that serenity prayer? But so to accept that there are certain things that you can't control. Number two, things will happen. Number three, uh, you have to move through the process. You can stay stuck, but if you stay stuck in situations, it's not getting you anywhere. You have to move through the process. And when you move through the process, it takes work. And also, you you want to depend on things that are positive 
and very helpful for you to move through the process. So find support systems that can give you wisdom. Most of the time, people with experiences similar as you. Also, living one day at a time. There's a lot of troubles within this day, so we don't need to worry about tomorrow. Like, really staying in the moment. I'll accept projects. It will come. I mean, it's just a part of life. So invite the hardships in because the more you invite them in, the less anxiety that you have and just move through them with hope that things will get better. Also, lastly, surrender. Surrender is, surrendering is very important because there are a lot of things that you may not understand. And you know what? You may not know the answers as it relates to why they happen especially when I reflect back on my losses regarding the children that I lost. So I can stay there and cry and not do anything, or I will surrender and say it was not my will. So therefore, I'm going to trust and continue to move through the process with hope that things will get better. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's great advice. That's great advice. Well, I appreciate that. And again, thank you for your time and for everybody. Um, you can go check out past episodes at JustMeTherapy.com. You can check out the past episodes and then new episodes are coming. So thank you again, Sharina, for your time. And everybody, check out Just Me Therapy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Just Me Therapy Podcast. If you are seeking further one-on-one diagnoses, interventions, and treatment plans, please consider scheduling an appointment with an individual counselor at Journeys Counseling Center, located in Greensboro, North Carolina. Journeys can be reached at 336-294-1349. The mission of Just Me Therapy podcast is to use authentic conversations to uplift one's mind, body, and soul. The goal of Just Me Therapy is to offer affordable education and insight to individuals who experience financial barriers to accessing individualized behavioral health care services. With that being said, the information, including opinions, advice, and recommendations discussed in this podcast are intended for individual, informational, and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to substitute the recommendations of your own licensed therapist or healthcare professional. Although we are licensed behavioral health professionals, We are not your licensed behavioral health professional. As a result, the advice mentioned on this podcast should not replace the recommendations offered by your own qualified health professional.